This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Center spotlight still on the whole impeachment stuff. And, and Nancy Poloni is pretty certain that impeachment of the president is just a matter of time. Uh, on Thursday, of course, she was yelling at reporters. I don't know if you saw it, who asked if she hated Trump. <laughs> that set her off. The uh, House Speaker, you know, went back at reporters and basically gave them a lecture. But she's directed the Judiciary Committee to drop the paperwork now to impeach the president. And if you think the president is worried, well, he seems to welcome the fight because now he's welcoming a, a what he calls a swift vote so he can defend himself in a trial held by the Senate. And of course, the Senate is controlled by the Republicans and the Republicans, as well as Trump, have always complained that the Democrats blocked witnesses and didn't allow proper information that would have helped him into this thing. So. Where is this and go now? Jennifer Johnson is our global national Washington bureau reporter. She joins us now. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Alex. It's Thanks been for a, having me. it's been a busy week, and I think a lot of people kind of tune out as to what's been going on uh, with these impeachment sessions. So, where does it stand right now? Well, immediately, the White House has until 5 o'clock today to respond as to whether they want to provide any witnesses to testify before the House Judiciary Committee, including the president himself. That's highly unlikely that they're going to do that. As you mentioned, the president – well, let me back up. So so where we are is that the House Intelligence Committee did their investigation, did its investigation. House Judiciary has – probably by 5 o'clock, concluded its investigation. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has told the House Judiciary Committee to draw up articles of impeachment. They're going to begin doing that at 9 a.m. Monday morning. Um, once that is done, and that will take some time, um, they're, they're probably going to call legal scholars and uh, eventually get to a vote of the full House. It's likely the full House will vote to impeach the president. And then um, this will go to a trial in the Senate. And as you mentioned, it's a Republican-controlled Senate. The president is, is convinced, as are most Americans, that the Republican-controlled Senate will not vote to remove the president from office. So while he may be impeached, he is very unlikely to be removed from, from his office. Right. But it becomes a big symbolic, uh, you know, fight for the Democrats. And the Democrats have been trying to, they've been trying to oust Trump since the day he walked in. And I guess they're hoping this will do it. But you're right. It's not going to go anywhere because there's no way the Senate will allow this to go further. So if it doesn't go further, I mean, is there at any point that Trump will have a chance to, to uh, speak? Well, I'm, I, I would be surprised if he actually testified himself, um, whether or not he sends in representatives at the White House to defend him. I think that's likely in a Senate trial. It, you know, it's, it's hard to predict what President Trump will do. But, <laughs> I think um, that's an understatement, yeah. <laughs> that's an understatement. Um, but he certainly ha- feels more comfortable. Um, with the Senate, he has been having strategy sessions with uh, a lot of Senate leaders, uh, you know, friends of his, people he thinks are his defenders in the Senate, and they they are coming up with a plan. So, I mean, they will mount a defense and, um, you know, basically prevail, he believes, in a Senate trial. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it'll come down to what the people believe. You know, did did he commit a crime? And are you okay with it? Will will end up being, you know, if if the public's okay with it, then I guess that's where it'll go because he's not going to get fully impeached. While uh, a lot of people would get very excited about the prospect of it, it's just not going to happen. Which you know, 
it means, you know, he's going to run for a second term. No problem there. But but he doesn't seem to be bothered by any of this. You know, he was at NATO on uh, Monday, Tuesday. And, of course, a lot of headlines have come out of that um, that seem to have kind of taken the attention off all the impeachment stuff. And then, of course, he got great job numbers today, huge job numbers, and then poked, poked Canada. So as long as the job numbers are great, the economy is singing. He doesn't seem to have anything to worry about. No, he was asked yesterday whether or not he's concerned about his legacy, and he said, you know, whether or not this would affect his legacy. He said not at all. And, you know, Alex, you, you, you brought up a good point about the U.S. economy and the jobs numbers. You know, the old expression in America is, it's the economy stupid. Mm-hmm. And elections traditionally come down to that in America. If the economy is good, if the job numbers are good, if unemployment is low, if people's stock market, 401k accounts, if they're doing well, then the president or the incumbent will be reelected. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, all indicators are exactly that. There's there there has been, you know, talk of a recession. There currently is really no signs of, of a recession that, you know, any any economist is grabbing onto and saying, well it's definitely gonna happen. I mean at this point the numbers look really good and as I said, people's you know, pensions look really good and that will put him back in the White House for four years because that's what Americans care about. Right. And and plus there's no candidate on the other side that Americans can grab onto. I mean, Joe Biden, I don't know if he's losing his mind by the day or what's going on with him. I mean, he attacked an Iowa voter yesterday who asked him about his son's dealings in Ukraine. And then he, he didn't only call him a liar. He challenged him to a push-up contest. I mean... Yeah, that was a little—I mean, that just was bizarre, and it's getting a lot of play. I don't know if it's getting a lot of play up there, but it certainly is getting a lot of play down here. And there's a—you know, like you said, there's not one candidate that people are really excited about on the other side. There's a lot of them. It it floors me, though, um, that that they have not spent more time finding that perfect candidate, because Lord knows in a country of 300-and-something million, they should have a couple more than what they have. If if Biden's the best they can get— You know, I think we're in for a a really wild ride. Yeah, I mean, I think people are wondering what Michael Bloomberg can and, you know, will do. But, you know, that's a risky campaign because he's getting in there late. He's not going to be in the Iowa caucuses. He's not going to do the New Hampshire primary. He's putting all his eggs in the uh, Super Tuesday in March. And so while he, um, you know, does have a good following, he's got a ton of money. He's running a huge campaign uh, ad um, across the United States, you know, many, many, tens of millions of dollars worth, you know, maybe too little too late. And there's there's already Democrat voters who are already committed to other candidates. And so, you know, that just paves the way for Donald Trump to spend another four years in the White House. Is there anyone even close to Biden at this point? Uh, or is that just malarkey? I mean, uh, I, <laughs> his yeah. whole campaign is weird <laughs> yeah. and backwards and old sounding. It, and It just I, I yeah I, I don't see I, I don't see well I think Joe Biden probably will emerge as the front runner <laughs> but um, I I I don't see him beating Donald Trump at this point unless the economy tanks and there's no indication it's going to do that which is quite something I mean it's just quite something I mean another term with uh, Trump I mean we might just be wiped off the map but it's just staggering to me that you know a guy like joe biden and i think i heard i uh, read a story that uh, mr obama had told him yeah maybe not run maybe don't run it's it's not as easy as you seem to think i think everyone thought biden would be a shoe in but he's just starting to show himself as a bit odd 
Well, I mean, his I, I, and I think stuff. The, yeah. it's hard to say what exactly is going on with him, but there have been some bizarre moments on the campaign trail, and yesterday was weird. And I, I don't know if it's his age. I don't know if it's just the rigors of a campaign. It is grueling. You don't sleep. You're in hotel rooms night after night after night. You're in a different town all the town all the time. So I, I don't know, but you know when. You know, it's pretty relentless down here on both sides, whether or not we're covering Trump or we're covering Joe Biden or other candidates. If there's a gaffe, it's played over and over and over. And this, what happened yesterday, doesn't look good. No, it does not. But uh, it'll be an interesting camp. If it ends up being Trump and Biden, at least it'll be very colorful. It'll be very, very interesting to watch. <laughs> there's no love lost between the two. No, there's not. But there's also ele- just so many elements of weirdness that they just it'll be two worlds of bizarre colliding and. Uh, be fascinating to watch. Well, I appreciate your update. I know it's very busy there and uh, things move a mile a minute, so I appreciate the yeah. update. <laughs> Anytime. Thanks, Alex. That's Jennifer Johnson in uh, Washington. I, that's why I don't really cover Trump. There's just too much to do. You could literally start at 9 o'clock on one story and by 9.15 there's a totally different story. By 9.30 there's a totally different story. And then by the time you you're finished your day, it's like, oh my God, all I, talked, all I looked at was Trump stuff and I got nothing else accomplished. I just stay away from it all and just wait for the uh, big breaks. But the fact that they haven't got anybody, no one better than Biden, he's just turned weird. I think he's going senile. Like his tour bus called No Malarkey and then, you know, challenging someone to a push-up contest. I mean, that's weird. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 